podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Massive thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring this episode of Lakeside Drive. Of course, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that we only bring on board brands that we actually use, and NordVPN is one of those brands. Uh, It's in my computer right now protecting me from the network that I'm sitting on, and it's also awesome because I can watch all of my favorite shows without having to be physically in the UK to watch them all and without having to get a BritBox subscription through Amazon Prime uh, to be able to watch all of those fantastic comedy shows. If you want to support the show and also protect yourself online, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive to get yourself sorted out right now. G'day, I'm James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we preview the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. And I'm joined by my friends and yours, the favourite track except for Spa, Tommy T. <laughs> G'day. G'day, mate. And Thomas J. Camp. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yes, Tommy, doing you, very, mate? very well. Great. Uh, it's it's race week. It's very exciting. Although, uh, as we were just saying before we started recording, TT, your episode from last week <laughs> was so much fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and listen, you enjoyed it too, which was great. It's good to hear. We had fun doing it. Campy was laughing a lot. I listened to it back and just pissed myself. <laughs> 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 Has it happened for a long time? I feel like uh, this podcast has had a whole bunch of changes over a very long time. Got to a point where I was like, "Look, I've listened to it enough by editing it. I don't need to listen to yeah. it again." But I listened to it uh, on my way to Adelaide and back, um, and bloody loved it in the same way. I think the whole plane thought I was mad. <laughs> yeah, just cackling yeah. away. I was all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very Couldn't. interested to see what the uh, what the listener thought of our rankings. Yes. I want to hear some feedback. You should uh, jump onto the podcast stewards thread in Discord and let us know what you think of Which fundamental our, <laughs> mistake did we make? No, I think that we're absolutely correct about the drivers. Yes. There's no mistake there about each other. Yes. Uh, we're right. I still don't think I belong in that top tier. Oh, no, you do. You do I think yeah. Campy was like, oh, people are going to hate you for putting yourself in the top <laughs> tier. <laughs> I didn't. That was his plan all along. I didn't. Uh, look, guys, plenty to talk about. Um, something that we missed because we pre-recorded a couple of episodes um, is this whole thing around the Pit Stop podcast. I'm not sure if you've if you've seen this fallout. There, there are two boys from the UK. Uh, I've never really enjoyed listening to a lot of their stuff. They've got some management that really pushed them into the paddock and annoyed PRs and everything else to get access to teams and whatnot. Like you. Like me, <laughs> except they worked. <laughs> I, sometimes I get reply emails. Never do I get a follow-up reply email. Um, one day, one day it will happen. Anyway, the whole thing worked out that um, in front of uh, one Manuel Correa who um, was involved in the incident with uh, Antoine Hubert in 2019 in Spa, which obviously yeah. devastating time for all of racing. Um, comment was made about no one really cares about the racing <laughs> to him on oh, this podcast hosted yeah. um, uh, by one of the other drivers. Anyway, it all fell out. F1 Twitter got together. It's a very toxic place at times, but it's interesting yeah. what it can do. It got together. It went from a 4.9 rating on Spotify to 2.2 wow. within about 48 hours. Like people were activated <laughs> to go and do that. But hilariously. Power of the people. Hilariously out of all of this, they saw it and they put together an apology 
but they put together the apology using ChatGPT and were found out for you. Oh. <laughs> Are they trolling or what? Who knows? I don't know. But it leads quite nicely into what I think is probably the most bizarre story that I want to talk about this week before we preview the Grand Prix, which is AI, this AI interview with Michael Schumacher that a German magazine actually did. And it wasn't like this headline of like, we put AI to the test to see if they could do a shoot. Like it was sold as Michael Schumacher's first word since his accident. Right. Interesting. I wonder if we're going to have to put this little like tag on everything that says AI generated so people are aware. Well, people are just trying to hide it away, it seems. Well, it it does. Um, The editor-in-chief of that German magazine no longer is the editor-in-chief. Oh, I wonder why. Funnily enough. I think they'll be giving a huge payout to the Schumacher family at some stage too. 100%. Yes. I mean, we invested in AI early on. Cappy's not actually real. He is no. just a <laughs> caricature of, of himself. <laughs> Our imaginary friend Campy. <laughs> Jeez, more, that's a frightful thought for a child. about you too, <laughs> Oh, it's true. It is front-wheel drive Hilux. Um, really, really bizarre, I think, the way that AI is shaping that sort of stuff now. I was speaking mm. to a car journalist like someone who reviews cars the other day uh, and he was saying he is starting to maybe get a little bit concerned about what AI can actually do in that reporting space. There are even podcasts now that some have been totally generated by AI. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, if we There's a real solution to it. Just don't use it. Don't use it. And keep going about the way you did life before it came out. It's easy. There you go. Don't use it. That is the uh, that it. is RIAI's way this of is Campy trying to get who rode a horse here today. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped in my bunker last night. Uh, I can see your horse and carriage yeah, outside. Exactly. It's looking very, very good, my friend. Well Don't done. Don't adopt anything new. Um, to have some gossip, um, to follow on from the fact that apparently um, Kvyat's kid's going to kick things. <laughs> 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 the F1 gossip channel. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> hilariously, there is legitimately, um, and shout out to Anna on the Discord for this one, there's legitimately a news story going around that Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift are dating. <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's, Taylor Swift just broke up with whoever they were married to. And it's now decided that it's going to be Fernando. Fernando Alonso. El plan is coming together. <laughs> <laughs> There's some terrible Photoshop images yes. going around that news sites are genuinely publishing. Oh, <laughs> just anything. They're not yeah. real news sites, though, right? They're one of these ones that just take the BS. Yeah, I think internet. it's um, Sky News is, Australia. So, yeah, not yeah, the real the, news. The problem sites. is they're getting traction and they have clicks and people believe it. So, what's right. real news in the end? Oh, like, yeah. if people are engaging with it, <laughs> it's, it's kind of real. Fernando Fernando's like five foot five. <laughs> he's, not, yeah. he's not a tall boy. Uh, it's just it made, it made me laugh. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> not a thing, is it? But um, <laughs> that kid's going to kick things when he's older is That's still, I think, one of my favourite lines yeah. from the last episode. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's just well, so fa- fantastic. Well, point. Well, you did, when Kivyak crashed, when Kivyak crashed, she just kicked stuff. <laughs> then Max Verstappen does too. <laughs> so, this is too good to it's not talk about. one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, it's too early for this. Um, 
Let's keep going um, in some more ridiculous news. In some fantasy land mental, I don't understand where this kid gets off. Nikita Mazepin is suing the Canadian government to be removed from the sanctions list because he isn't apparently a son of an oligarch who's friends with Putin. Um, <laughs> and he is convinced that he's going to be in Formula One next year, Tommy T. Based on... Oh. <laughs> 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 Where do we start? There's a cost cap. People have enough money, they don't need money. (laughs) Uh, I don't know where he thinks he'll be driving because there's a few people on the sidelines currently, I think, might get a drive before him. Uh, (laughs) He's looking at the lineup going, "Mm, Daniel Ricardo. There's space for me. I'll put myself in there. I mean, love the confidence from the young man, but (laughs) I think he's quite delusional. Stefan's <laughs> very good at protecting their uh, public perception at times. They ignore things they don't want to talk about, but they are, they rule with an iron fist it's on things. It's also not a democracy, is to. it? Yeah, no, it's, it's not. There's, there's none of this like fair play. It's like, no, we've decided this by. There is a big difference between Daddy Stroll coming in and buying an organization and. Nikita Mazepin's dad buying an organization. Yeah. It just ain't going to happen. F1 just not. F1 does not out. bend to anyone. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's very fair. I would almost, I genuinely would believe Taylor Swift and Fernando Alonso are an item. Yes. More than him ever coming back to Formula One. Yes. It's just absolutely not a thing. All right, that's the what very- What if he renounced his Russian citizenship? I don't think Still it matters. No, he's not good enough. Like, that's the first problem. In terms of coming to Formula no, One. Well, the- I feel sorry for the kid in the sense that he's probably got nothing to do with the bullshit that's going on over there. I find it difficult to believe that we're willing to sanction drivers when- you know, there's other people on the grid that may have some ties that may be just as bad, but I feel sorry for the kid that he got, you know, that his family was sanctioned. Mm, I mean, I he's don't. probably got nothing to do with it. But if he, if he was I, a nicer can, person, maybe. Well, <laughs> if he was a talent like Max Verstappen, we'd be having a very different conversation. But um, anyway, moving on. It is, a, it is a fantasy land that he's living in. Stay he's out. never coming back. <laughs> Uh, let's let's bring it now. Nice formula E or something. <laughs> <laughs> He'll end up going to some no, somewhere that needs a lot of money. Extreme A would be good for him. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's not real driving and it's not real racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's turn our attention now to Baku this weekend, lads. Um it is sprint qualifying and they have legitimately just released the rules. Um, we are recording this Wednesday morning. Uh, and look, also, can I just say, and I should have said this at the beginning, a massive shout out to any of our listeners who are currently serving or former serving um, here in Australia or in New Zealand. I hope yesterday was a great commemoration day for you. Yep. Um, but yep. for for this episode, it's good that we waited because, um, yes, yeah. we recorded on Monday. We wouldn't have found out what the rules are, but we do know now. She's always um, a Sprint racing weekend. This is very – it's interesting because it's going to be – Stefano Domenicali doesn't like free practice sessions. It's pretty obvious. So Same. we've got – Tommy <laughs> team might actually watch the whole thing and it's all at like reasonable times. It's all before midnight yeah. our time, which means if you're in Perth, it's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon for you. Um, there is a FP1 session. It's the only practice session. That's Friday morning. And then it goes into race qualifying. So the race qualifying is separate to the sprint race. So that's Friday. Saturday is now um, sprint shootout and then the sprint race, 
which or the sprint sprint, which is not a race, but it is a race, but it's not at the same <laughs> time. Remember points. that. Uh, and points. There is points down to eighth, I believe. So similar to last year. Yeah. Uh, and then comes Sunday, which is the normal race. So there's no free practice sessions. It's going to be quite a spicy weekend, I think. Um, new compounds for this year for the Pirelli range. Also looking the fact that we haven't been to Baku for a while. Um, Max Verstappen's probably going to win the whole thing. That's fine. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the mid-pack do. Tommy T, what do you think, though, about that whole format? I'm definitely going to watch more. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to have. I think having to qualify so early will be interesting to see what teams can come up with after one practice session set up car wise. So is Park Ferme going to start from that point and then for the sprint, they're not allowed to change anything or is throughout, throughout qualify uh, through the sprint, are they allowed to do things like these are all the clarifications that would probably be nice and probably something that I could have read if I <laughs> did any preparation for this podcast. Dude. But who needs to do that? I think it's going to mix it up as well. Cause if this sprint is kind of valued by the drivers and the teams, people might risk a bit more and therefore compromise their race. I think that's you need to find that that point where it tips because if it's not enough points, people won't care and they'll just be safe, especially if it doesn't impact the the uh, order they start on Sunday. I think that's the thing. You've got to find enough value in it for people to to try in the sprint race and then also try in the race. Yeah, do it at a shit track like Imola, not at Azerbaijan, which is – a cracking racetrack mm. for the viewers sitting at home. I mean, driving through that city, it is unbelievable. Longest straight on the grid, I think. You know, triple overtakes, Danny Rick into turn one. Those, they're the things we want to see. I don't think we're going to get more of that just because there's a sprint race yeah. and more qualifying sessions. It's, it's a good point as well. I don't know if you want to have less practice at a – yeah. A street track like Baku, which is quite precarious. I see what you're saying. So you want the boring tracks to have more action Spice so there's up. more to watch. Yeah. And the good tracks like Spa and Azerbaijan, exclusively both your favourite track, Tommy The team, only two tracks that I acknowledge. You acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to just be normal format so that we can just enjoy what that the traditional fans of the sport and Verticomics Like are we going to do a sprint it? race in Monaco? Nice. <laughs> Just like, racing at Monaco sucks. Yeah, yeah. They oh, should we even going racing. We should just do three qualifyings. Yeah, <laughs> all the all pay points. Just shootouts. Just, just qualifying. Bring back the hypersoft for one weekend, and everyone runs on hypersoft <laughs> all weekend. Just do qualifying that pays out like a third of the points of a race, and do it three times, like one Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday. Just, you know, they can win ten thousand four hundred and seventy-two points <laughs> <laughs> if they place fifth. <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday, but on a Sunday, completely different point structure. And then um, you go to Bathurst and win one race and win the whole yeah, championship. The whole championship. Yeah. yeah. Exclusively, they only win the championship in Bathurst. I don't know why we bother I with the rest of the I didn't realise there was other races. <laughs> is there? It's cool. There's two trophies. I don't understand what that's for. Why is it also SVG the only one winning that other trophy? <laughs> He signed for Triple Eight Racing. There you go. There's some V8 Supercars news. He's re-signed. Oh, why wouldn't you? Um, I'm surprised he's bothering be, staying in the sport. It'd be great in a single seater. I was going to say he clearly doesn't can't he's fit too into. Big. Yeah, can't yeah. fit into a single seater like well, Johan Christofferson for Royal Rallycross. He NZ GP last year. Yeah. And but what cars are they though? What chassis? F3 chassis. Are they really? Yeah. Did he fit? Uh, yeah. Or was he like 
popping up above the uh, halo. He spun it on the first lap. It's because his knees were creating drag over the top of the, <laughs> the windshield. <laughs> just aerodynamically compromised. Oh, I, think, I think he spun it on the first lap and just stormed through the field for a win in one of the races. Of course he did. I think that he won all three races in the weekend. Freak. Um, there you go. There's a daily, daily dose of <laughs> V8 supercars. <laughs> like to thank our other sponsor for this episode which is quad lock and good news boys yes. you are oh. getting some cases very oh, excitingly Candy learned how to figure out what phone he has by yeah. the way <laughs> i have to do a screen recording of how to go into <laughs> settings to work out what phone he's got and send it to him <laughs> but good news, Kevy, you will soon have a quad lock on that iPhone 13. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at your case at the moment, and I'm pretty sure that's the same case that's been on there probably for the last two years that has been slowly falling apart. But anyway, it won't matter anymore because your phone will actually be protected. Uh, quad lock have a huge range of awesome gear. Uh, and if you're fans of another brilliant content creation uh, show here in Australia, uh, Mighty Car Mods, uh, and I love watching them, they're also sponsored by Quadlock. Um, and they recently did a whole thing on motorbikes. And Campy, I had you in mind for this one because they have a whole range of motorcycle accessories, including uh, a little mount that stops the shock coming through the phone and yeah. ruining your camera inside your phone. They've thought of that. You've got weatherproof proof wireless charging for a bike too like it's just unbelievable unbelievably very very good so if you want to support not only the show your own phone if you ride a motorcycle make sure you click the link in the show notes um, which is somewhere (laughs) depending on where you're listening you'll find it i have confidence in you Um, and go and get yourself properly sorted out with quadlock they have such a wide range of of accessories and cases for almost any phone. Um, so go and check that out, support the show, and thank you to Quadlock for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to talking about sprint races. Interestingly, so the F1 Commission met on Tuesday um, and they confirmed the sprint changes, but they also also discussed this. They cancelled China next they year. Can- <laughs> well, <laughs> There's only one more year to go on that contract, I think, before I, we probably won't ever see it again. Let's just see what happens. Um, but they're increasing the number of internal combustion engines, turbochargers, MGU-H and MGU-K elements for 2023 from three to four because of these new sprint race formats. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Which oh, yeah. is, I think, cool. absolutely Yeah, fair if, if those cars are driven flat out for longer, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, whilst they were there, they uh, denied Ferrari's appeal. <laughs> For Carlos signs. Apparently, the Ferrari uh, veto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Appeal it again. By, by veto, do you mean they have like a get a jail free card from Monopoly and uh, they just put it on the yeah, table? Uno reverse. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, yeah. actually, <laughs> we're rejecting you. Um, apparently, they brought some new. Uh, evidence to the FIA oh. to try and get it. And the the evidence included um, a statement from Carlos Sainz. And a suitcase full of money. The, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens when there's a three-week break in the sport. Teams have nothing to do. <laughs> they also brought recording of Fernando Alonso saying he thought it was a bit harsh. Ah. 
and and Carlos signs telemetry, which the uh, FIA already, already have. have. <laughs> so no wonder they got Hilarious. dismissed immediately. Um, but also whilst they were there, while they were all getting around their espressos, I'm sure at whatever time in the morning, or I don't know what the Italians do, something about drinking milk with coffee exclusively in the morning, um, they issued a new sporting directive about what working on a car means whilst serving a pit stop penalty. So that will now be included in the sporting regulations, which I imagine means you can't put anything, touch anything, no jacks or whatever else um, that under was the car. The rule. Well, baby, it well, wasn't clear enough. No, it was the rule, but it wasn't enforced probably, which is where Aston yeah. Martin came and went, look at all this stack of stuff where you haven't enforced that same uh, rule. Yeah. Where's the consistency? Um, and, yep, okay, the last point is about sustainability initiative costs, which Campy won't care about. So. <laughs> there uh, you go. Uh, this I'm excited for a carbon footprint. If that is even real, <laughs> oh, it is wow. real. Uh, just so, just so we're all on the same page, very much is real. Of a small African nation. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably, oh my goodness, probably put out more carbon than we do as a country. Tommy T, let's talk. Garbage. Make up your mind. First What's the problem? Off, it's the garbage. There's too much It was global warming. Now it's not global warming. It's Who climate said it's change. Not global warming. Then it's Murray. not climate change. <laughs> then after climate change, you said it's carbon neutrality. Oh, come on. Do you know Andrew Bolt's his godfather? I did. Hey. Wouldn't surprise me. Biggest uh. scam in the history of the world. <laughs> You've been sold a lie, you Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> So all of that is not true. Uh, anyway, back to normal programming. When it, Give me a break. When it comes to this circuit, Tommy T, uh, we know that it is a brilliant mix of triple overtakes, as Campy said, um, not including the one that Max Verstappen tried to put on Daniel Ricciardo in <laughs> 2018. Um, but in terms of that, the way that the circuit's laid out, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm interested to know what you think about the mid-pack because we haven't really yeah. seen, you know, much in the way of circuits like this before. In this, we've had pretty much a lot of street circuits. Yep. Australia might be the closest one to it, but then it isn't because it gets so tight to yeah. the old town yep. like Jeddah. So mix all of the, the first three races together. Yep. We've come back from spring break, so it feels like we're starting the Grand Prix season all over again. What do you think about the mid-pack? Williams. I think Williams is going to be strong. Yeah. I think they've got a slippery car and that – back third of this track is super fast. I think it's going to actually lend really well. Albon has been driving outstanding, I think. I think he's been really good. So it'd be other nice to that, see him get good results. Other than that incident in Melbourne, he's been yeah. on the pace. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that Williams, James Vales, put out a video around what actually happened? I did happened? see that, yeah. It was a very long way to explain that he stuffed it. He was like... <laughs> So Alex is actually too good and he did it too well the first two corners. Uh, so on his third lap or whatever it was, he actually thought he was better so he crashed. <laughs> I was like, huh? When, you, when, your car, when your car's stepping out before the apex. Mate, well and truly, yeah. No, but I think like that is the kind of car that will do well at this, kind of, at this circuit. We've yeah. seen in the past the Renault, which was very low drag uh, when Daniel Ricciardo was driving there. That was… Awesome around this track. Uh, I think Williams is going to be strong. I can tell you who won't be strong. <laughs> McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> the top speed. I mean, their yeah, PR, PR team has been working hard for the last three weeks. I mean, and they've touted they've got these big upgrades coming for Baku since the start of the year. So, look, hopefully they improve. <laughs> but the one thing 
that's wrong with that car. It's like a fridge aerodynamically. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think any upgrade that they bring is going to make that car better down the straight of that barker. So I'm putting them firmly in yeah. 17th and 18th. Oof. Wow. Noting that someone's two people at least are going to crash, so they'll like, just be last. We're guaranteed yellow flag. Oh, right? If everyone finishes, Haas will be last. They'll be second last. Interesting point. Probably guaranteed yellow flag, and which means probably guaranteed red flag. Oh, noting yeah. the way the FIA is going at the most. Sorry, the stewards are going. I should say. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how you feel, Campy, about where we're at with that sort of stuff for this year, how how do you? How can't, would you give us a rating? I can't, can't argue with safety when it comes to <clears throat> if it saves someone's life, then it's worth doing. So you can't argue with it. Do I like it? No. Do I think it's overkill? Yes. But I get why we do it. I would like to – I mean, stopping the race because there was gravel on track in Melbourne. That's – that. <laughs> I mean, these cars going 200 kilometres past that section with the amount of aerodynamic aerodynamics, those stones are out of the way by the time three cars drive over them. On the racing line, anyway. So, look, I think we need a bit more common sense there. But I understand it's risk mitigation. I think right? But a- we're also racing cars where things happen, so you yeah. can't control everything. And for sure, it's. it's I think a- there's KPIs actually in place for the stewards that <laughs> red flag minimum throughout yeah, the year. So, like, like what everyone thinks, does, Highway Patrol it has. does make the race somewhat exciting at times. Uh, my issue is when the, they happen really. My issue is the pit stop. So if it happens early enough, then someone gets everyone gets a free pit stop, and then strategy's out the window. Everyone just runs to the end, and it's boring. Yep. So that's my that's my one qualm with it. I'm okay with it for the safety reasons, 100. percent I don't mind it later on when there's like inaccessibility and things need to be reset. That's fine. But the issue I have is early in a race, it killed Melbourne. To be honest, in it, my mind, like and. <laughs> So, like, if you're leading and then a red flag comes out, you know, you've got the race in the bag and then something stupid happens like marbles on the track and then, you know, stop the race. To me, that's it. It removes the integrity of what we're actually going to do on track. So there needs to be some sort of – if there's a red flag after 90% of the race, the race is done. Yeah. That just means they won't call a red flag and they'll just finish it under a safety car or do something. I think let's go to full safety car more often rather than – I think virtual's somewhat annoying. And red's too far, like more yellow. I would Use prefer. the virtual whenever you can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not hard to say when you are in the sector where there's people on track driving 100 kilometres an hour. It's not mm. difficult. And also I think it's worth shouting out to the volunteer marshals that go to Total. these tracks because yeah. they do such a good job of removing cars quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, I think – yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the VSC, when it's there to be used properly, they never use it. They yeah. use it improperly and then they turn it into a safety car what anyway. A, what about the one – I think it was the first race of the year when Stroll, he had his engine problem or blew up or whatever. He basically parked he, in the escape road. He, yeah, he, you know. VSC, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And there's still safety car. I was yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Thinking about what we did 10 years ago where a car just sat on the side of the track and it was yeah. no big deal. Yeah. I mean, we can't have gone that. You know, nanny state law, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's turn our attention to the Discord now in the F1 Gossip channel. Um, Shout out to Still Nugget. Um, He he wanted a a parody, Taylor Swift parody album detailing the Nando relationship, but I suggested instead that we get together and do what Top Gear did and bring a Lakeside Drive band thing together. Oh, God. Um, In the style, though, of The Darkness, which is, of course, the best (laughs) band. So That is the 
Oh, <laughs> I'm definitely removing that. Um, in the, the best style possible. Uh, and there are some of you who love the darkness on the Discord. Uh, Correctly. There are, absolutely. And some fantastic suggestions of, of names. I believe in a thing called side pods. Um, <laughs> I, I said followed by Ugh. blue flags are only a feeling. One way ticket to Red Bull and back. <laughs> Dinner lady chassis. Um, get your hands off of my championship. Uh, anyway. Heaps and heaps going on. Joke bands. They're not even real. Uh, What do you mean? It's it's just that's so disrespectful. Uh, That's the thing. (laughs) Noel Gallagher hates them, so I'm on Noel's side. Noel Gallagher's an idiot. Noel Gallagher isn't a real musician. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. Justin uh, Hawkins seems like one of the most lovely human beings in the world he's, and is supremely oh, talented. Incredibly talented. Uh, anyway, what the point was, though, Worst Campy, is that people ever. want, well, they wanted at least a very long bass solo, but now I'm replacing you with Zeke yes. <laughs> for all of the other Upgrading. instruments that we need. I'm a bass player. If I have one note at a time, and that's it. One note at a time, one gig at a time. <laughs> This is an open D and that's it. Uh, But that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please let us know by leaving a rating or review. Shout out to you if you've already done that. But before we wrap it up, what's your podium predictions for the sprint and then for the race? Tommy T? I think Max Checo signs for the sprint. Mm -hmm. Max Leclerc. Oh, Alonso. And Kimmy. Oh, okay. Alonso. Alonso. <laughs> so, okay. Campy? Yeah, Max, Checo, Alonso. Keep both. It, keep For it both. standard. Yep. Oh, they're just going to be so much better than everyone else. Here's well, it'll be interesting to see where Mercedes stack up against Aston. Mercedes will get better than Aston by the end of the year, I think. Mm. So. I think Aston's really good on this kind of track, though. I think just Aston's really good full stop. I think yes. Mercedes are not good full stop. Uh, I think Fernando Alonso is going to take his first win Ooh, uh, this season in in one of one of the events. Uh, yes. Hopefully, it's the event that makes <laughs> the most difference the Sunday. But if he wins on the Saturday, I'll take that. Um, and I think we'll actually see some issues with the Red Bull. Is my prediction? Ooh. We're going to see Lance Stroll on the podium with Charles Leclerc too. That is wow. my thought. Two Astons and a Ferrari. What could possibly go wrong? We have um, an update on the fantasy. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will see you uh, for plenty of other episodes for this week and also a full race review next Monday. Uh, Take it easy. Did Campy tell you that I saw him down at Summers? Not Summers. Where were we? Belnari. Belnari, Just crept up on him. I was doing deliveries last week and I just... I I saw a a front-wheel drive Hilux cruise past me. I was like, I know that highlight. The one of a kind yeah. with the um, with the Venturi F3 wing on the back. Yeah, yeah, that's what really stood out. Yeah, I know it was a high tech GP, wasn't it? <laughs> Not Venturi. <laughs> right. Sports Social Podcast Network.